Turn with me, please, to the book of Acts, chapter number 3. Acts chapter number 3 and verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried when they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Amen. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. May I inject this right here? He was a preacher. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood, walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Amen. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Something beautiful happened at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. This is a beautiful day here in the house of the Lord. A beautiful day that the Lord hath made for us to rejoice and be glad in it. It's upon my heart to try to preach to you today on some things that happened here at this place called beautiful. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that the anointing, the touch, the presence, the unction of the Holy One, the breath of God might be upon us today to make us to be the instrument of God you'd be pleased to use for Jesus' sake. Oh, how I pray that folks would heed the Word of God and that they would respond favorably to the invitation of God that things great and awesome and wonderful and beautiful might happen in each of our lives today that we could be transformed to be more like you. Amen. How I pray that the power of God would do a work and we'll give you praise, honor, and glory world without end for what you accomplish. For we ask it in the name that is already above every other name, the name of Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, our Redeemer, our dearest friend, and our soon-coming king. How we pray, dear God, you'd help us to exalt him, magnify him, lift him up, that he might draw men unto himself. 
In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. In this event that took place at the place called Beautiful, the gate that entered into the temple, the Lord was exalted. He was magnified. He was lifted up. Nothing can happen here today unless he is put in charge, unless he is put in place, unless he is honored with all things. And it is the desire of this preacher that today Christ might be seen. It is not about me. It's not about you. It's not about the great crowd that is here today and how I thank God for all of you that are here. But it's about the Lord Jesus Christ who came and gave himself for us that we might inherit everlasting life, that we might inherit a, a good walk with God and a good life to live here and a better life when this life is over. This beautiful gate, number one, was a place of prayer. The temple was a place of prayer for the people. There was an hour of prayer in the morning. There was one at noon and another in the evening. This event that took place was in the evening at the ninth hour at the time of prayer. The gate was the entrance to the place of prayer. Beautiful things can happen when we learn the value of prayer. Should have got a bigger amen than that. Beautiful things can happen when we learn the value of prayer. Every one of us, every person who knows the Lord should have a place to which we go daily or as many times as needed to pray, to have a prayer closet, to have a prayer life where we spend much time talking to the Father and Him talking to us. In order that our lives might be spiritually blessed, be fed, be renewed, be strengthened, Probably the most neglected resource for accomplishment of truly important things in our lives is prayer. I had the opportunity several years ago now to go into a church in Richmond, Virginia. We were to sing there that, that evening, and uh, the pastor that was there had formerly been a missionary on foreign field. His wife had become desperately ill. They had to bring her back to America to get her treated medically. And while he was there, this church that the pastor had resigned and had left and the church was dwindling in number, asked this missionary if he would come and preach to them and fill in their pulpit while they were looking for a pastor and while he was looking for his wife to get treatment. After a while, it became obvious that God had brought this missionary in from the home field, from the foreign field to become the pastor of that church. And in a little while, uh, the church began to grow and began to multiply in number and many great things were being, beautiful things were happening in the congregation and were happening in the community because God had brought the word of God through his humble servant to be exalted among them and people began to hear and to hear what God had to say. It was a large building about like this. It would seat 900 to 1,000 people. They had an education building across the parking lot away from them. That was a great place for what was done there. But in between, there was a small building, uh, probably about 50 by 50. 
And the preacher took us in and he said, I want you to understand, I want you to comprehend why good things, beautiful things are happening here at this church. We walked into a room and, and there was a blackboard on the wall and I looked as there were several names and times written out in chalk on that blackboard. And I looked to, to my amazement, every moment of every day was 24 hours were taken up by promises of people to come and to pray in that building for the ministry of that church. He said, you want to understand why God is blessing and why this church is tripling in size and why God is doing so much 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Somebody is in this building on their knees praying that the power of God might come and the Holy Ghost will do a work among us. Beautiful things can happen when we find out how evident prayer really is. I've been in several churches around over the country where while the man of God is preaching, there will be folks underneath him holding him up in prayer. Several churches have got compartments that are built under the platform where people actually go in and they're on their knees praying while church service is going on so that the word of God goes out in such a way as people hear and heed the word of God. Last year, most of all of you probably heard about the revival down, the big tent revival in Burlington, North Carolina that went on for 11 weeks. I got to attend one night. There was more than 700 people got saved in that revival meeting. Amen. Glory to God. 700 people got saved in an 11-week revival meeting. Hallelujah goes right in there. But in that one night that I got to attend, when the service was over, we'd gone to the church to, that had started the revival meeting, and some fellows came in about an hour and a half after service. And uh, there were three of them, and they had made a declaration in their heart and to the people there that as long as that revival meeting was going on, they would come up under the platform and literally have to crawl on their bellies up under the platform about three hours before the festivities got started and they would pray the whole time the service was going on and for about an hour and a half after the service was over for the next night. The reason that that revival was so successful and the reason that so many people got saved and the reason it was such a beautiful thing to happen in the community is about three or four men decided that prayer was the answer. And they committed themselves to pray. If we would only commit ourselves to prayer, much can be accomplished. Beautiful things will happen when we Divorce ourselves of us and talk to God and plead with him, seeking his face, seeking his will, seeking his touch on the things that are going on around us. One of my favorite people in all the world was named Eulalia Martin. She's Kyla Rowland's mother, was Kyla Rowland's mother. And they'll all tell you that she was the prayer warrior of the family. Daddy did the preaching, mama did the praying. And uh, her testimony was, and she lived to be about 85 years old, her testimony was, before I get shoved off to glory, before I get to go to heaven, I want my praying done. 
Amen. I don't know what that does for you, but it helps me a whole lot. I want my praying done. You see, one of these days when we get to see Jesus, all the praying is going to be over. The singing, the shouting, the festivities of praising the Lord just going to get kicked over into another gear. It's going to be higher and better than it's ever been. But until we get promoted home to be with him, prayer is essential. This place called beautiful was a place of prayer. It was also a place of poverty. The poor of that city, the lame, the halt, the blind, were brought to the gate that they might beg alms of those who passed through to the place of prayer. Today, in the world in which we live, there are many benevolent organizations to help take care of the poor and the needy, but not in that day. That day, a lame man, in this case, that had never been able to walk, and his, he had friends who would bring him daily to the temple. Now, the Bible tells us here that he was more than 40 years of age. Possibly he had spent many of the days of his life at the gate called Beautiful begging for alms of those who would go into prayer. What a life that must have been. The only hope he had was somebody would have enough care, enough benevolence, enough love about them that as they passed by him, they would drop something in that his life might be sustained. What an awesome responsibility it is to care for someone who cannot care for themselves. There's none that has ever been in more poverty-stricken places than those who do not pray. Some of you didn't hear that. There has never been a more poverty-stricken place than a place where someone never prays. Amen. There's never been a more poverty-stricken Christian than one who does not pray. Amen. Your life can be totally and completely changed by your prayer life. If we neglect to pray, if we neglect to pray, we are neglecting the most precious time that God allows us to have with him. To come into his presence, humbly before him, seeking his will, seeking his face, seeking his blessing upon our lives. To crawl up in his lap. Let his arms of love and mercy reach around us and to begin to squeeze us and to become fellowship with him that we might know the hand of God upon us. This beautiful gate was a place of poverty, but yet that beautiful gate became a place of power. The lame man, again, who was more than 40 years of age, had never walked, knew nothing of the thrill of walking, running, or just being able to freely move about from one place to another. His joints and his body must have been as stiff as rusty hinges. His muscles must have been weak and soft and like mush, almost lifeless because of never being able to move. 
It would take an awesome amount of power to put a person of this kind on his feet and send him not only walking, but leaping and praising God. But that's exactly what happened. There is ample power. Glory to God. There is ample power in the name of Jesus for whatever our needs are. I'm glad he's still able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. In the name of Jesus, ask and you shall receive. In the name of Jesus, seek and you shall find. In the name of Jesus, knock and it shall be opened unto you. It's the promise of God that he has to back up. Here this man was brought in, laid down at the gate, Peter and John are passing by on their way into prayer when he reaches up a little cup and rattles it toward them, begging in alms as they go in. Peter looked down at him and said, Look on us. He raised up his countenance. He looked at them, expecting something of them. They didn't make that remark to him coincidentally. It was totally on purpose that Peter looked at him and said, I don't have any silver. I don't have any gold. I don't have any money that I can offer you. But what I've got to offer you is better than money. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And farther than that, he reached and he took him by the hand. Not only did he expect something of him, but when he took him by the hand, he knew something was going to happen. Amen. You ever get a hold of the hand of God, something's going to happen. You ever get yourself in the hand of an almighty God, you get hid with Christ in God. There are going to be things that take place in your life that you cannot explain. There are going to be things that will happen for you that you won't get anywhere else. God's got some blessings that money won't buy. Amen. God has blessings that money won't buy. In the name of Jesus, he received strength in his ankle bones and immediately lifting him up, he stood. And when he stood, he said, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless me the name of the Lord. Praising, walking, running, having himself a glorified spell. There was a place of power there was a place of praise when the power of our risen Savior was so wondrously and awesomely displayed upon this man. He was lifted up from his paralyzed condition and he walked away re leaping and rejoicing. The greatest possible praise was manifested in his life. He just couldn't contain himself. I don't know how it was with you when I got saved by the grace of God. I came to a place I couldn't contain myself because it wasn't about me. It was about he that filled me. It wasn't about what I'd done. It was what he did in me. It wasn't about what I could do. It was the possibility of what he could do with me. I came to a place I could not contain myself. I got the cane help it. I would to God that some of you today would get the cane help it. If you came to realize where he got you, where he found you, what he's done for you, what he's promised to you, what he's going to do with you, you might come to a place in your life where you just can't help it. 
It'll make such a difference in your heart and your life. There should be multiple times in the life of those who have been set free and lifted out of the bondage of, of sin and deprivation that we come to a place that we can't contain ourselves because of the joy of the Lord that strengthens us and blesses us and causes us to have a spell in his name. Every day that we live, we ought to become a candidate for a Holy Ghost hijacking. Amen. Every day that we live, we ought to become a candidate for a Holy Ghost hijacking. That's what happened to him. He was laying flat out. Couldn't move, couldn't get up by himself. But the Holy Ghost got him up. He didn't have to work him up. He got him up. Amen. We ought to be excited about the fact we've been set free. We're no longer bound. Our sins are forever gone. <laughs> Our sins are forever as far as the east is from the west. We're not even any close, close to where they are. We've been forgiven, set free. With deep and sincere appreciation exercised in this man's life, he practiced and praised the Lord and it attracted the attention of people all about that temple. Our praise and adoration should attract the attention of others wherever we are because we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Then it became finally a place of preaching. The beautiful gate became a place of preaching. Peter saw it as the opportunity to preach to the people. He followed the instructions of the Lord. Be instant in season, out of season. He took the opportunity to exercise his season in giving all praise and all honor and all glory to God, teaching the people that the deed that was indeed done was done by the God of Abraham, by the God of Isaac, and by the God of Jacob in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the name which is above every other name. And in his preaching, he pointed out to the people how they had crucified the Lord of glory. Amen. Amen. It is our sins. Amen. It is our sins that nail the Lord of glory to the cross of Calvary. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It was your sin that drove the nails in his hands and his feet. It was your sin that caused him to bear all the iniquities of the world. It was your sin that caused him to have to give up the ghost and die in suffering beyond imagination. But he willingly did so because he was our only hope. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have. Oh, I love that word. Have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Might be set free. How often do you take the advantage of the privilege of prayer? How often... Do you allow God to have the opportunity of speaking to your heart while you have humbled yourself before him? Maybe you need to do so now. You might need to come and let the altar 
alter your life? Are you truly born again? Or are you trying to keep it to yourself? How long has it been since you totally surrendered your temple, your body, to the Holy Ghost of God? 